Good morning. Thank you all for being here. If you are joining us online, we're happy for you to be worshiping with us. We'll start with 412, Jesus Hold My Hand. As I travel through this time recognize you as our creator and our heavenly father father we thank you so much for your love for your blessings especially for your grace father for we were weak and we need your grace very much and we appreciate it so much father we thank you for this past year we thank you for being with us it's so wonderful to have you to share our ups and our downs we can turn to you when we're low and we can share our happiness with you and thank you father we appreciate that so much. Now, Father, we want to ask that you be with those that have lost loved ones, Father. It's these times when they really need you. And ask that you give them understanding and give them comfort. As we go through the rest of this service, Father, we pray that everything that is done and said here is according to your will. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
As, reflect, as we reflect on the sacrifice that was made for us, let us sing 313. We'll sing the first and the fourth verse. Oh. For the sacrifice of your son thank you for the body that was broken and the resurrection that happened after thank you for a covenant that was established with his blood one that supersedes that of the blood of lambs one that washes us white not one Sunday at a time, but for eternity. Help us to remember the importance of that sacrifice and remember why we're here. Remember how much you mean to us. Thank you for the love and grace that you give us. Help us to stay faithful until the end. In your name, amen.
and many gifts you have given to us in our lives. And may you give back a portion of those gifts to use for your, to use for the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Christ's name, Amen. And before the lesson, let us stand and sing 957. Romans 1:16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek Good morning. Isaac does such a crackerjack job of up here reading scripture. And I, while I was at Lipscomb, I thought I wanted to be a teacher, a speech teacher. And I happened to get a class where the center of the football team, big dude, I mean, this is the kind of guy that when he walks in the locker room, the lockers shake. He gets up and he gives a five-minute speech like this. He never moved his head. He never moved his hands. He never looked up. And I finally got up and I said, 
you got to move around, gesture, use your hands. And the man still standing like this said, all right, Mr. Shumate, if you want me to make a fool of myself, I will. <laughs> so to have somebody that can come up here and do that, it, it's just great. You knocked it out of the park, my friend. I want to begin a little different. Wednesday night, uh, Chuck gave me this envelope. And it was what you all gave for us for Christmas. I've been at this for 48 years. And I've met a lot of good people in 48 years. But this congregation, I have never met a more loving, generous, kind group of people than you. It, it's been good But man, I, when God put me here, he knew what he was doing. And I just want you to know that you are rare. And uh, we appreciate every one of you. Tonight we're going to begin one of those series. This series, I think, is important enough that if you can't be here, record it because we're going to look at some things that you already know, but they're hard to do. So we're going to begin tonight. I think it'll be worth your while. And Wednesday night, we're going to be looking at Paul the Apostle. We're going to take a look at his beginning tonight, how he was so far away from what God wanted him to be, and how he got so much closer. So that'll be Wednesday night. Would you all read with me? You, therefore, stop for a second, notice there's a therefore. And if there's a therefore, you must sometime bring it back and find out what it is there for. So that's going to pop up again. You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself. Because you pass judgment and do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So then, you... A mere man pass judgment on them, and yet you do the same things. Do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will give to each man according to what he has done. To those who 
by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking, who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But glory, honor, peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism. Would you pray with me? Father, this is so important. It gets to the root of who we are as human beings. Help us to see what you're saying and give us the courage to make changes that are necessary for us. I ask that you help me get out of the way so that people can see you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, to refresh your minds and show you what the therefore is there for, let's do a little review. He talked about a group of people who didn't see fit to acknowledge God, and because they didn't acknowledge God, he just let them go and do whatever they wanted. Things that God decided should not be done. It says they're filled with all kind of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, and malice. Full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. I like that list because I've never murdered anybody. I'm not on that list. But this one's getting a little better and a little more personal. They are gossips. Slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they approve, they give approval to those who practice them. That's what the therefore is there for. He gave a, a group of people, mostly Gentiles, talking about what salvation was about, and he talked to the Gentiles, and the Jews were standing back going, get them, Paul, get them. Let them know how bad they are. Let them know that they should have had God like we've had God all this time. And Paul says, before you go there, before you decide that that's where you want to be, have you looked at your own life? now he turns and looks at the Jews and says, you know that the judgment of God falls rightly on those who practice such things. Or do you suppose, 
O man. You who judge those who practice such things, and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Do you think because you're here and you've got God in mind and, and you pray that, but you're doing the same thing you're condemning, do you think God's going to look at you different? It reminds me of something that happened way back in Luke 18 when two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. The Pharisees were sort of the religious elite. One was a tax collector. Tax collectors were those who were cheats. They not only collected enough money for Rome, they collected enough money that they could look pretty good. Their charges were excessive. So he comes in and he says, I, I just thank you, Lord, that I'm such a wonderful man. I thank you that I'm not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The tax collector says, do you know how far above I am of all the other religious fellows? They don't have to give of all that they tithe. They don't have to do that. I learned this and decided that I needed to talk about it because y'all know I went up north to Pottstown for my mom's 90th birthday. We had a surprise party for her. And on the way to the airport, I went into the far right lane. I've been on 528 before. And there were people who were flashing their lights at me who would drive by and give me a not-so-friendly wave. There were even two people who honked their horn at me. And you say, what's so bad about that? I have told you I drive the perfect speed. Those who drive faster are idiots. And those who drive slower are morons. That means all these people who were flashing their lights, who are honking their horns, who are giving me that not-so-friendly wave, are saying, what a moron. Because I wasn't driving the speed they wanted me to drive. It was my judgment. It was their judgment. I was driving the speed limit. Sue was with me. You've got to believe it now. I was driving the speed limit. But because I didn't do what they expected, they got real upset. We got to the airport on time. We got through getting ourselves through the 
TSA was worse than on the, the road, but we got there and we had a great time. Now he's looking at these Jews and saying, do you, pres you presume that the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? We've got a good God and he's been patient with you. He's giving you kindness. He's giving you all this. Should lead you to a t closer relationship with him. Does it? Not for the Jews here. Your hand, your hard and impenitent heart, you're storing up wrath for yourselves on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. You're not living the way you want. You're not living the way you should. You're not living the way you said the Gentiles should. You render each, to each one according to his works. To those by patience and well-doing, seeking for glory and honor, and in immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking, who do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. You look at the list, and he says, man, that list, the things that were down there that you were saying, go get them, Paul. That list is for you too. Now, to make this come home, do you gossip? You know, that's in the list without even the hard stuff. Do you say bad things about bad people or bad things about good people? It doesn't matter. You're not supposed to either. You say, well, I don't murder and I, I, I don't run around on my wife and I don't. Yeah, that's good. But do you do these other things? They're on an equal basis with God. God said, don't do it. That means whether you think it's little or big, God said, don't do it. It's big enough that God notices. And because God notices, there will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil to the Jew first and to the Greek. You can look at the Greek and talk about how bad they are and all the bad things they've done and the lives they've lived are terrible and the things they've done, just, just everybody just knows how terrible they are. And, and Paul says, okay, you're Jewish and you've had the law a long time and you know what God expected, a long time. But you're acting just like them. That they're looking at you, who happens to be the Jewish person who's had this long relationship with God. Tell me about the model you're setting. 
Tell me about your behavior that has led them to believe that that's all right with God. Tell me the life you model is a godly life. He's not holding back. He's asking them to look deep into their lives. And see if they need to change. Now eventually he's going to lead to the place where there are, there's nobody who does good all the time. Not one. But here he says glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good. If you're Jewish... Or if you're Greek, it doesn't matter. God shows he's not partial. He doesn't look at your birthright. But he does look at your life. This won't be concluded until we get over in chapter 3 where it says, well, what should we conclude then? Are we any better? Oh, he's asking the Jewish, are you better than those Gentiles? Not at all. We've already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous. Not even one. What he's saying is when you assess your life, there's one thing you're going to find. You're not righteous. You don't have this down perfect. We all mess up. And we all do things that are wrong. And because we all mess up and we do the things that are wrong, he sent Jesus. You see, he knew that we couldn't do it by ourselves. He knew that in our power and in our direction and in our want to and the things that we do, we can't do it. So he gives a remedy for us. He cleanses us through Jesus Christ who dies on a cross. So if we will repent of our sins and be baptized for the remission of our sins according to Acts 2.38 you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He will come and help you live. You still won't be perfect but you'll have Jesus If you've once done that and you're no longer living for him who died for you, then this can be a time when you come back. There's nobody here who will judge you. You see, we all make mistakes. And we all are in that same boat. We just want to help each other get to heaven. If there's a way we can help you, won't you come? Why together we stand and why we
here this morning on the orange carpet or on your own orange carpet at home. Uh, Mike, thanks for that sermon. Uh, I'll tell you two notes, that two things I noted when I came here as a, as a younger man. I don't know that I was young at any given time. Uh, but anyways, I guess I was. Anyways, when I came here when I was younger and I first started coming, I mean, I was in my late 20s. And um, to be baptized, I wanted to get rid of a couple things in my life that I didn't think I was clean enough. And uh, Mike Wall gave me some words of wisdom that you may not be able to address those without the help of Christ. And I'll guarantee he was right on that. My other observance was the fact that as I came here, there are people who have been Christians for, I've been a Christian now 25 years, I'm still one of the young Christians around here. There are people among you who have been Christians 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 70 years. What keeps them faithful? What keeps them interested? What keeps them coming here um, you know, to worship, to study the Bible? You'd think they'd learn it by now. And the key is there's always something to hone. They're there to help one who's in trouble. Um, that's what I've already seen some of that today. Someone who needed some help was helped by someone who'd already been in that place. So it's always there. When you're on the up, help someone on the down. When you're on the down, help someone on the up. There's always refinement to go. Um, pray for one another. That's my first admonition. Pray for one another. You never know what's going on in one another's lives. We don't talk about everything. And uh, some things are, are going on in lives that uh, will drag us down and others will lift us up. Pray for one another. That's something we all need. You can pick anybody here. They all need it. We all need it. Uh, updates of the prayer list. Jackson Woodward's on the prayer list. He's a 21-year-old friend of Tessa, Tessa Robinson. Uh, he's got cancer. He had cancer a while back, and it's, it's back now in his lungs. Uh, 21's too young to, to be dealing with that kind of thing. But please pray for Jackson and his family. Um, also, Ray Wisner, the brother-in-law of Betty, Betty Larner. Ray passed away this weekend. Um, after dealing with COVID and pneumonia, and he had cancer a while back too, didn't he? He was in treatment. So, um, anyways, they put, they lost Ray this weekend. Um, please pray for that family. Um, through all of that, there's the only peace and comfort that we can find in Christ. Um, other than that, there's a uh, we got a potluck fellowship coming on up on January 9th. There's a, the sign-up sheet in the uh, in the foyer. So sign up on that and plan on coming on January 9th. It's a couple more Sundays, and uh, it's been a while. So please, please, uh, please join us for that. Tonight at 5 o'clock, Mike's going to preach again. It's a mask-required service. So you know, bring your mask. A lot of the people who come on Sunday nights, that's what's best for them, and we, uh, we help them by giving them a place to be amongst the people and everything. Tonight, Mike's going to talk about forgiveness, but forgiveness with reconciliation. So, right? Is that a new series on forgiveness? Good. It's a new series on forgiveness. Start a new year with a new habit. Forgive. Get rid of that old baggage. That's a good thing for the new year. And also on Wednesday night, the Peak of the Week Bible Study, Mike's going to be preaching on Paul the Apostle right here. That'll be also live streamed if you want to be part of that. So anyways, join us on Wednesday. Um, stay faithful. Stay healthy. And before we're dismissed in prayer, let us stand as we sing the final song, 878.
about me, but I'm not perfect. Um, the Heavenly Father knows me. He knows I'm not perfect, uh, but I struggle every day. I just want to say, Mike, I thought that was your blue car in 95. I apologize. Um, if, if you're doing 80, the slow lane's on the right. Um, will, you, <laughs> will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I'd like to thank you for this beautiful morning that we have to come here, Father, uh, gather after the, uh, the beautiful holiday we've all had, and and come back here and, and join uh, each other with the beautiful family that we have here. Um, I hope that everybody had time to, to spend with their loved ones, and uh, I hope that uh, some old friends may have got to come together over the, um, the week, the past week, Father, that uh, they may have got to see their loved ones. Father, let's not forget as we go here that we're, when we leave here that we are Christians, that there are rules in this world, and the rules do need to be followed, Father. Let us show an example of that to people around us um, in our everyday lives, that um, we're going to get along better if we, if we all follow rules and, and set mile goals for each other and ourselves throughout the, the week and the days in our lives. Heavenly Father, especially I'd like to thank you uh, for your son, Father, um, the, the, the love that he's uh, spread across this nation, uh, across the world, Father, that, that uh, he loves us um, through the sacrifice that he, that he made on that cross, that cruel cross, Father. As we go, let us try to make somebody else's life better um, that we come across this week, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>